doesn't ring. And if I like literally look away from the don't look away. <laughs> Apparently I I shouldn't. <laughs> don't look away. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I've cobbled together uh my recording station because uh Yeah. Well, we're um Cuz that storm came inside. No, well, since we were in the cleaning mood, um Oh, dude, we've been in that mode for months. It's, uh, it's well, a can of worms. One of the things, one of the things that's <laughs> becoming a problem with everybody home right now is me working out in the middle of the dining room slash living room slash every place. And I really don't like headsets and microphones and all that other stuff. When I'm trying to work because I'm like moving around, I'm taking notes, right. I'm doing all this other stuff. And and so I have made the choice to start to move everything back into our bedroom. But the way that our bedroom was set up, it was like, uh, everything feels so cramped. So we're like, okay, what's the best way to do this? So we started moving things around, moved a bunch of stuff out into like the hallway and everything else. And so like everything's just kind of in disarray. Desk is gone. Everything else that, you know, like I had, I had at least a little like working station for the just recording in my bedroom. And so, you know, once a week, you know, that's, that's fine. No big deal. But, but, uh, (laughs) now I'm now like, you know, half the bedroom is somewhere else. (laughs) The desk isn't in here and everything else. And so now I'm, uh, kind of like teetering the uh, microphone on a lamp. <laughs> it, and, it's uh, a delicate, delicate setup. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 uh, pretty funny here. I, I think like there's a there's something to that. You got to kind of tear things apart to start over and yeah, you know, rip it, rip it down to the nothingness to do it right. Exactly. Yeah, because if you don't, man, it's a uh, then then you're playing that Rubik's cube game, which I hate playing that game when you're like trying to make a space nice, right? Exactly. And it's like I gotta move this three spots over, and then I, you know, you're yeah. you're you're thinking like a like a chess game of how you're going to get to check, right? <laughs> and it's like, oh man, I hate that. I hate, it's like there's never enough time to work. There's never enough space to work what i meant to say yeah it's like you're, exactly. you're stepping on stuff you're falling over stuff and oh uh, yeah you gotta rip off the band-aid and get everything out of the space and start over exactly so at least i've got a nice comfortable place to sit on the bed <laughs> nice you got a big chair yeah <laughs> i'm just... kind of contemplating something similar because our carpet in this house is so old and nasty oh Oh, uh, what are we gonna do about all the furniture that's on it? <laughs> yeah, like uh, I sent you a picture oh. of my current setup. You sh- that is sweet. That is balanced. <laughs> it, well balanced. Very. I uh, I had the the knockoff, so I've got the normal Joby, um, you know, little tripod thingy. Is it a tripod? I guess it's tripod. It's got three legs. Mm-hmm. But then... Articulated tripod. Or yes. Something. I don't know. And then um, I 
wanted to, the one for the iPhone, but I couldn't find any, you know, I couldn't really find one. And so for Christmas, my daughter got me, you know, kind of a, a decent knockoff and actually I kind of dig it. But if you take the, the little, the little head that holds the iPhone off, it is the perfect screw arrangement to screw into the back of my mic. Nice. <laughs> so I use that. It's like a quarter 20 thread or something. Yep. Yep. Common camera L- mounting point. Listen to the little nerd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why got to be little? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, cause you're short. Story of my life. <laughs> Did you already tell that story? <laughs> yeah, probably. You did during the when we were talking about wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My wife was just reading an article about uh, Luke Perry's kid, you know, from 90210, Luke Perry. Mm-hmm. His kid is apparently a professional wrestler. Oh, really? Yeah. Show business, yes. Acting, and well, yeah, in a way. I mean, in in a way, I mean, it's all physical acting, but still acting. Yeah, it's all. Yeah. And 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 as we said previously, like, don't don't ever like assume that it, acting isn't like full physical, full athlete. Because I've seen these dudes train, and uh, all of it. Yes, they are trying not to like kill or hurt each other, but. It's like synchronized swimming. It, you've got to be perfect at it, or yeah, it's totally choreographed go. and rehearsed, and yeah. yeah, in that way. But 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 beyond that, right? This is more like Charlie Chaplin level stuff. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> the train's coming. You're balancing on the very top rung of the ladder, and yeah, I mean that's that's the kind of thing that you know that it's happening. It's a shame, and you say that, and I honestly remember back when I was a kid. Because the local station would like play all of these old timey me- movies and stuff, and I, I remember watching Chaplin, Buster Keaton, and all of them were like so physical in yeah. their. You know act- who it is in our time, <clears throat> Jackie, Jackie Chan. Chan. Yeah, yep. Jackie Chan for sure. <laughs> Caught you while you were uh, clearing your throat. There. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> beat you to it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wow. And yeah. And think about how many bones that dude has broken. Oh yeah. I think he literally has said that he's broken almost every single bone at least once, if not multiple times. You watch the, uh, like the behind the scenes of the DVDs. Oh yeah. Watching him try the stunts over and over and over and over again and just getting pummeled. Right. There's one incredible, there's one behind the scenes that was watching and, and he, was like sliding through, you know, like jumping through like a, a very small aperture of like a ring or something. I don't know what it was. This is the same thing that I pull up in my mind when I'm thinking about it. And it's just like, like how many times he like missed before he got it right. And you're just like, ow, every single time you're like, dude, like, yeah. Smacks his head, catches his shoulder. Like his arm goes the wrong direction. Right. (laughs) Oh my gosh. and he keeps and, right. and he keeps doing it over and over and over again until he gets it right. And yeah. I mean, hell, that's a perfect analogy for architecture if, if I ever heard one. <laughs> I mean, 
think about how many times you know in all in all reality here think about how many times you've drawn something and either you had it qc'd and they're like no 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 this isn't it or you were looking at it online and you're kind of like comparing it to something else or back in the day when we were looking at like a smackna catalog for flashing detail or something and you kept doing it wrong and he was just like no this isn't right or you know, you would send it out into the field and they'd be like, oh, well, that's not really how we build it. And you're like, um, okay. So, you know. Sorry. Can you hear me? What the heck happened? Skype just up and quit. Yeah. I was literally, yeah. I was, I kept talking and then I'm like, wait. See again, yeah. I looked away. Right. You can't look away. You can't look away. Something actually I've noticed with uh, video calls where somebody's just on a rant or stream of consciousness, talking, 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 never oh looking at yes. the people on the screens, like trying to get into the, raising their hands and nope, just, you know, looking everywhere except the screen. The goddamn screen is where the action is, people. Look at the screen. Well, so it was funny as <laughs> you, you say that and we were in the middle of a client meeting on the screen with our overseas client and we were reviewing renderings and the the guy who was presenting from our team was like just, he was in the moment, he was going to town and all that other stuff and did not realize that for at least two minutes he had dropped off the call uh-huh. and he's sitting there and he's just talking <laughs> away and all this other stuff. And I'm texting him. I'm like, uh, hey. hey, you dropped off the call. You're gone. And so he gets back. He's like, <laughs> "That's the th- like, <laughs> this is so funny because it's like you're, you just lost like your presence. Yeah. And that's such a weird concept, right? <laughs> it, it is too. It's because like, you know, when you're face to face, obviously, you know, it's, you're in the moment, can't, you're talking, you're, you're moving, you're in eye contact and, you know, yes, you can flow your hands and look away and all this other stuff because you're there in the room in the moment, but you've got to be almost hyper vigilant, not only to the fact that you're giving the presentation, but also the fact that you are hoping that you're still online because there's a lot of times where I will actually like pause to make sure that everybody is still either listening to me or like I'm still connected. Right. Like, can everybody hear me? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're not, you're so attuned to, that silence <laughs> and what it could mean. Yeah. It's either, yep, keep going, keep going. You've got this. You're doing great. Or it's like, is anybody out there? Exactly. <laughs> because you could literally like headphones on, sitting there rattling along and then realize, oh crap, I, I'm i not on this call anymore. Like what happened? And you're right. just like, uh, hello? And where, and when did that happen? Like, where did we... What was the last word? What's interesting and, and is like everybody. Can will, you even recall that stream of consciousness? <laughs> well, what, what's interesting though is like so like this this one guy and I've I've done it as well. I was like, okay, so where did you guys lose me? And like the last thing you said was the southern entrance is. And like, oh, okay, good. And so the southern entrance is, you know, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And you're just like you you aren't going to repeat exactly what you said unless it was scripted. But otherwise, it's just, it's hilarious to, you know, like these little gaps. And then still, 
Oh, oh my God. What is the one most annoying thing that is said on conference calls? Still a year and a half later. Oh, I'm sorry. I was on mute. God dang. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, Can you hear me? Come Can you hear me? on, man. That is amazing that that still happens. For sh- and it does. You'll just see somebody's mouth moving. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's like, this is the, when the two worlds collide of yeah. not paying attention and you're on mute. And so everyone's trying to tell that person that they're on mute, but they're not seeing it is so it's when you just want like a literal shocker, right? So you can yeah. just push a button from your desk. and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I'll say that there are certain meetings where like the clients will not go on screen period at all. And, uh, you know, so they don't turn on their cameras and stuff and periodically we'll turn our cameras on, but most of the time we keep them off. I've been keeping mine off because, you know, I've been having weird internet issues. And of course, uh, we could talk about assumption is, is that, yeah. And so I'm sure a lot of other people in your vicinity do too. Oh my gosh. I mean, you know, I, I was thinking about this is like, if yes, it's not LA, but in the DC area, you got seven million people. In the DC metro area, and my particular county and Northeast DC are two of the more populated ones. That, for the most part, people are like you know working for or with or around the government and stuff like that. And so, with every one of them home, let's just throw out like you kind of <laughs> depend on the internet a little you bit. You kind of depend on power. the internet exactly, and. And what's interesting about it is like, if you don't have, if you're like, like I'll go around and make sure before I get started in the day, you know, I'll make sure because I've, I've found out before I upgraded my internet to even the most expensive internet that Comcast offers. The fastest. Yeah. I like how you call it just the most expensive. It's not- <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it, it can't be the fastest because for some reason there is a drop between the the power line where they've you know run it you know where it like turns in and comes into our house mm-hmm. and so there's a drop between my house and in the pole so i'm supposed to be getting the fastest internet but i'm getting about a third of that and even more so is that but you can still pay for the fastest we're cool with that oh yeah 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 in and in oh we we're fully aware that you aren't getting your full internet coverage you know the full internet strength that you're paying we, for we only we only confirm that you can get that speed to the pole yeah <laughs> it's like well yeah, exactly. lucky pole yeah exactly <laughs> we're not going to adjust the cost of what you're actually getting versus what you hope you're getting I mean, yes, could easily give you back about $70 a month because you're not getting at least that $70 worth of, of internet because it's being hung up at the, at the pole. However, and they've, you know, it's interesting though, they, they have like come out and try to replace it in more recent events have, um, caused, have caused them to completely restring the the internet so like i have a new line and i haven't noticed whether or not i mean every all of my signal seems to be pretty strong so gotta do that speed test okay i I actually get a little faster than they promise up and down oh yeah it's crazy never happens 
guess that's one way to incrementally raise the bill every you know six months or a year <laughs> and have me not complain about it because <laughs> that's all they these utility companies do and i do consider the internet a utility it's like uh yeah they, they just keep raising the rates you know over time until you complain and maybe you can get it back down a little bit but one way to to lower the complaints is to provide you with a little bit more speed than you pay for so what has happened recently around you? Something something weird made it so that we're recording this in the 11th hour. So, yeah, we could have been recording at any time. Sorry, you, you see, you sidetracked me. You said I should run a speed test, and I did. And I'm only getting 42.6. Only. Let's go back to dial-up days for a second before. Let's, let's consider the word only. <laughs> oh, that's true. Oh, my gosh. I was, I, I'm only getting 42 megabits per second. So Jeez, we, so we what were, a, what a we were, snail. So we were actually talking about one time, I can't remember which museum we were at. So we were at a museum in, oh, it was the uh, U.S. Army Museum. And we were going through there and we were we were looking at some of like the, the displays of the 9-11, post-9-11 culture in the Army. And I was, it just, it had, since you said that, it just kind of dawned on me like, when I was at work early in the morning on September 11th, we had one computer that had the internet connected to it and it was a dial up modem. And I remember somebody calling us and saying something about, you know, like, Oh my God, do you see what's going on? And we were like, so we quickly, like the entire office went to that one computer you know, the entire office of seven people, mm-hmm. you know, we were all hovering over this guy, like dialing in and we were, you know, we, we watched it on a very slow, very grainy, just very, just some of the early stuff. And then of course, uh, my boss said, you know, was just too frazzled, said, can't, there's no way that we're going to be able to work, just go home. And so like I lived the closest to everybody. And so everybody just piled in their cars and drove over to my house and we like ran into the living room and turned on the TV and all this other stuff. But it was just like, you say that and it was just like, you know, at that period of time, that's the, that's like the most uh, memorable thing about internet speeds. Yeah. It was that event. Yeah. Yeah. And just how hard it was. I mean, and it was, it took like, you know, multiple tries to get online because obviously at the time, everybody People was trying, trying to, to call. Get yeah. were oh, that's call. true. Yeah, just overwhelm of bandwidth. Exactly. Exaggeration. Exactly. This episode is made possible with support from Twin Motion. Now, you've probably heard of Zaha Hadid Architects. They're one of the world's best-known firms, and when it comes to innovation, they're big fans of pushing boundaries. The team at ZHA has started using TwinMotion, a simple, real-time ArcViz tool that lets you instantly visualize ideas and clearly communicate them to stakeholders. ZHA designer Marco Margetta says that the benefits of using TwinMotion for the designers are the simplicity of the interface, the playfulness with which you can articulate your scenes, and not having to worry about all the technical aspects that real-time usually brings, like light maps, PBR workflows, and other technical details. Marco also loved Twinmotion Cloud, which lets any member of the team access a project from their web browser without a single download or installation. 
The project manager can access the model, review it, and immediately give you the feedback anytime from anywhere, says Marco. To download your exclusive free trial, head to twinmotion.link slash arcaspeak. Again, that's twinmotion.link slash arcaspeak. So, not to sidetrack. Yeah, that's that's just... a big, big tangent yeah, <laughs> potential right tangent. there. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so yeah, we yeah, could have been recording a few days ago. Maybe, um, we, maybe we we could have something been. happened on the East Coast. Yeah, so you know, we had just what should have been, you know, normal thunderstorms rolling in, and you know, we we really do get some weird, weird weather events that are in the Mid Atlantic, and I have a really, I, I mean, my my assumption is is that it has to do with where we're situated, both with the the bodies of water near near us the atlantic the chesapeake bay you know the rivers and all that other stuff but then geographically we've got the appalachian mountains and like all of this wind is sort of like building up and then it's just kind of like rolling into like the valleys and then just kind of like picking up steam as it's like moving across the appalachian and so it it seemed like you know what should have been a normal thunderstorm event which was pretty intense in its own right but it was pretty intense for about 15 minutes. And that 15 minutes was extraordinarily devastating. It, there was sustained gale force winds. I'm just laughing because like the FaceTime call that we had, Uh, (laughs) it was just like, holy crap. Yeah. Oh, so there's some crazy stuff going on. And in that, in everything that I showed you that happened was, that was aftermath. That, that, well, that was aftermath. (laughs) But that was that was a ten minute span, maybe, and and it could it it could have felt a lot longer than it really was. So we hear, you know, the rain coming down. We hear, you know, the thunder and lightning kind of like crackling all over the place and stuff. And we're just like, ah, oh, this sounds like it's going to be a big one. It's a nor'easter. <laughs> and um, put on your three piece suit and become the weatherman. Exactly, and it was in it's but so. We're always worried about two pine trees that we have in our backyard that two of the limbs have been looking kind of iffy. Well, one of those limbs kind of gave up the ghost this during this event and, and fell. But it fell like in our on our side yard, didn't hit anything, but it like thunked really hard. We're like, oh, crap. You know, I can't believe that, you know, this this limb finally came down. And it was, you know, pretty decent size, probably, I don't know, say like a three, four inch caliper, uh, limb. So, I mean, it was decent size, heavy, whatever. And so it made a, a pretty decent thud. So we're sitting there and we're staring out the, out our side window and watching, you know, and then it, the rain's just like driving in so hard. That's literally blowing in between the, the sills and jams of our door. And so it's like pouring into the side. So we're like, grabbing towels and everything else that's, you know, close by and stuffing them underneath the thing and trying to like prevent all the water from coming in. So that was, so that seemed to be like the distraction because then the next thing we hear is a couple of like thunks of like limbs and stuff hitting the roof. All right. You know, like we're still kind of like looking out the side and then we like walk out and look out the, the front and, you know, I'm, I'm looking straight at my truck and that was the video that I had sent to you and, and maybe we'll at least put a still or something like that because it was a live photo. So 
I don't know how we could post that to the to the thing, but we'll figure it out. Anyway, so everything like the rain is moving horizontal, and then the rain still moving horizontally turns to hail, and you know, so like every, we can just hear like all of the windows being peppered and stuff. Then we like slowly glance just a little bit to our right, and here comes our neighbor's tree down on my wife's car. <laughs> and yeah, that means just to paint the picture of this this rain and hail, like the the live photo that you sent of of that hitting the front of your car. So your car yeah. was on the street, yeah. parked there, but it looked like it, you were driving eighty miles an hour through the rain because the way that it looked like you were in a rain or like a, a wind tunnel, exactly, and, and it was coming up over the windshield, and it was like this is these are the I'm seeing the aerodynamics of my SUV <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was just so like, those, oh, yeah, that's, that's the wind vehicle. that we're seeing. <laughs> so that's the wind. And so and and so we're like, oh man, I can't believe that, you know, the this and it was like half of the neighbor's tree. And so this is, you know, pretty old oak tree. And half of their tree decided it, you know, wanted to be a part of my wife's car. It's probably was just standing there, I was like, Man, that's a pretty nice little car. I bet it's fast and all that other stuff. It's not, it's a Mazda three, you know, mm-hmm. nothing special. Mm-hmm. You didn't need to jump in the side of the car, but you did. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so, so then, you know, like we just kind of like preoccupied and then we go back over to make sure, you know, they, they check the rain coming in the side door. And then I go back out to take a look at my truck to see if everything's okay. And then, like uh, apparently I just didn't hear it, but our big massive tree. Well, you weren't watching it, so it didn't yeah. make a sound. Yeah, exactly. See, there you go. Mm-hmm. If a the tree is true, if, if if a tree falls in a rainstorm is, and if you don't see it, can you hear it? In this particular case, no, we didn't. <laughs> Which is pretty bad because it was a huge tree. Was because now it is. Well, now it's actually like cut up into little pieces and taken to the um to the city uh wherever the city took it but forehand it like fell ripped the power lines out of my and when i say ripped it was like however far down the wall down into our basement it went it like just it took them out it took them out so it took out my power line the old phone line, which obviously was dead, but it was still there. The cable and internet line, both my house and my neighbor's house. And amazingly, it actually fell right in between everything. It only hit the power lines. It did not hit anybody's house or you know, or anything like that. Yeah. It, if it fell backwards, I honestly always felt like, you know, it's kind of risky me parking the car right next to this one because they keep marking it. They've marked it now for the past three years as um, a tree that needs to come down because it had some health issues, which it clearly did mm-hmm. because now it's down. It snapped. Well, so right. when it came down, you could see how um, rotted out the core of, like, I don't know how this thing was standing up, to be quite honest with you, because there were no roots. I mean the roots had been gone or they'd withered away or whatever. And, you know, we'll, we'll post some pictures, um, on the, uh, 
in the uh, show notes because it was, I mean, it was, it was pretty well rotted and um, it was just amazing that it didn't fall. But I was always worried about like, why am I always, you know, constantly parking? I'm like, oh yeah, it's because I want a new car. No. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've crossed. Because I've really been eyeballing that new Bronco. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but it came down. And so my wife's car um, did not come out unscathed. It, 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 and it's interesting though, because it looked worse than it really is because, you know, once we like cut away the branches and all that other stuff, it's like a bunch of like micro dents. Um, micro dents. Yeah. They're like a bunch of little, like little dents all over the place. There's a couple of like big ones. Um, windows, two windows were, were broken out. And, wow. um, wow. And then, like, I guess the way that the branch had come into the car, the the particular branch that that took out the window, it like broke the um, the door panel, the side card, the door card, um, and so it's all messed up. And there's glass all over the place, and there's like limbs inside, and and all this other stuff. But I mean, it was still drivable. We got to take it in. Uh, to you know, have the adjuster take a look at it and assess how much it's going to cost us and everything else. Totaled, total it. Uh, new car. Uh, well, we've been looking. Nowadays, this is how it works. Um, I'm not. I'm not saying that we haven't been looking, but we've been looking. <laughs> she loves her little Mazda. I mean, it was we. The reason I bought her this particular Mazda was because her very first car when she was a teenager was a Mazda three two three. She like loved it and reminisced about her. She called it the egg because it was, you know, the old white like egg looking car. And yep. so I bought her the egg part too, just because she, she was just like, just you know. the whites. So I just, exactly. Healthy so egg. That, well, it was now it's cracked. Yeah. <laughs> it was a pristine little egg. Wow. Yeah. Should we tell everybody that this is going to be a sidetrack episode? This is, oh yeah, this is total too late. <laughs> I think Life gets in the way of architecture sometimes. Yeah, I think we've uh, sidetracked. No, well, you know, architecture-wise, so our neighbors and us are standing around, and as as everybody knows, energy costs in the U.S. are astronomical, and we're all standing around because we're always getting like charged surcharges for like line maintenance and all this other stuff, and so. You know, like our bills can, you know, range pretty high. And then of course, peak months and stuff like that, you know, we can see like, I don't know, say like in the, the winter time or early spring when you're not really using the air conditioning a lot or things like that, you know, it could be like reasonably manageable, like, you know, hundred dollars or less kind of thing. And, and in the summer times, it's over $200 and I'm not, Oh yeah, totally. I'm not too. like air conditioning a lot. I'm, air conditioning 985 square feet so i don't even have whole house air conditioning so yeah we're like one room here one room here we're not doing that whole house thing that everybody yeah. else does yeah well yeah and, and so and it's still like that expensive oh it's still that expensive and and so we're just like you know it makes no sense that the infrastructure is still above ground um you know oh, su- very that. very susceptible to winds and trees and all of this other stuff I mean, when we were staring outside at the, you know, the diagonal rain coming across my truck, that was before the, we still actually had power 
Yeah. And we were watching, as we were watching the rain hit my truck, we were watching the transformer pop on the pole right next to my truck. Just from the, the wind and the rain. Just from the wind and rain. And so we were out and then we're like, oh, well, there you go. Um, our power is out. And then when we look away, it was just like, <laughs> it's out. But how the tree's out? like, I'll do you one better. Exactly. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, you think it's out now. Just give me a second. And out. And then everybody's just like, ooh, you know, the you know, the the local power company's called Pepco. And, you know, they're like, Oh, Pepco says that the you know, electricity is gonna be back on at nine o'clock. I'm like, no, it's not. Wow. They can't they are not they cannot turn the power back on until they check all of the power lines to make sure that like you know, because we had called in and said you know, hey, our power's out. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we know. It's like, no, no. Our power lines were ripped from our Yeah, house. that's that's a different thing. Oh, my gosh. Comcast. My Lord, these guys. <laughs> you want to talk? Well, and, and it's funny because you, not funny, but it's just cheaper to keep putting Band-Aids on this old infrastructure it, it than it is to like, replace it and put it underground. It, like, yeah. That's a huge, huge, huge expense. It seems yeah, like, like. Do you know been, how much that would cost? Like, right. Well, yeah, I do. I mean, I kind of do this sort of things. However, if you think about the longevity of this thing, right? You know, you're putting this stuff in conduit and all that other stuff, and you'll have like little small transformers around the neighborhood, but they're all like ground based and stuff. Think about the ease of maintenance of those things. I mean, commercial buildings and schools and stuff do this all the time. I've uh, got why, power lines running through my backyard as well because yeah, and uh, because our neighborhood's old, and it's just like the. It looks terrible. These things get in the way. You do have to maintain them. They're always out cutting the trees around them. It's so much um, ongoing maintenance that cut, doesn't happen. Cutting or butchering. Yeah, butchering. Because, exactly. Because, There's no artistry <laughs> to, <laughs> to because, this. Because we really truly believe that all of the trees, and, and when we moved into this neighborhood, it was this beautiful tree line, you know, neighborhood. You know, all these like beautiful old trees and stuff were there. And we're like, you know, this was like the biggest draw. I mean, for the last 13 years that we've lived here, at the end of the school year. So at the beginning of the school year, we take, you know, pictures of the kids, you know, kind of like with the house in the background. And then this one's out of the street. And then at the end of the year, we take a picture in front of this tree. Well, clearly we're, thankfully the, the two boys have graduated high school and stuff. And so they won't be taking pictures in front of this tree, but <clears throat> you know, now my daughter doesn't get, well, we took a picture of, of her in front of the stump in fact, That's actually, funny. we we did take a picture of of ever of all three. It's of like the giving the, tree. You, you ever read that yeah. story? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There, there she is in front of the stump. Exactly. <laughs> the tree. The tree gave the last that the tree could give. The the tree totally did. So let me just tell you a real quick story of uh, Comcast and their sharp astute, you know, astute attendant, whatever, um, whatever word I'm trying to figure out here right now. But so I call them up. Tell them my cable's out. Yeah, yeah, we know your cable's out. It, you know, have you tried to unplug it from the wall? I was like, no, nature did that. And they're like, well, what do you mean? I was like, why are you being so cryptic? <laughs> I told them, I was like, well, at first I, I told them, you know, we had a weather event. Some trees came down. Some lines are down and stuff like that. That's how I started the conversation. They're like, oh, so I see that, you know, there's like, well, let us run a check. I'm like, you can run your <laughs> check. Everybody's time, dude. But it's going to come back failed. Well, we just need to do that to kind of do a baseline. And then they run that. I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. Yeah, and then exactly. They, that's what we're always doing. All right, fine, whatever. 
and then it's like they run. It's just like, oh, it failed. So have you tried to unplug it? I'm like, no. Are you hearing me? <laughs> it's like, no, no. Nature did that for me. They un- unplugged the cable line from my house, and then they're like, what? I'm like, I started this whole conversation off by telling you guys that a tree fell over and ripped all of the power lines in the internet lines out of the wall of my house. They're laying across my front yard underneath the tree right now. I'm just trying to let you let you guys know that I don't have internet. And then they're just like, oh, well, that could be a problem. I'm like, oh, Jesus. But have you tried unplugging it and plugging it back in? And so, and so then <laughs> so then I get a a text message from them on the day that, you know, because, of course, you know, everybody's calling and they're like trying to get technicians all over the place. And this was a, you know, a, an area wide event. And so like all of their technicians are everywhere and so it's first come first serve and apparently i waited you know an hour too late to like way too long yeah. yeah and so they're like well you know the earliest one is like the afternoon of saturday i'm like all right fine whatever just you know get it here and so they i get a text and and then a phone call um shortly thereafter from you know their automated so like our technicians have corrected the the uh problem in your area please unplug your modem and plug it back into the wall and see if it resets. Like, what are you guys not? They're like, you know, and let us know within 30 minutes, whether or not you want to cancel your appointment. It's, like, it's just because all of these things are so <laughs> automated, right? Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> They're not ready for the catastrophic event. They can fix whatever they want. I still don't have a line coming into my house. <laughs> so come on, man. <laughs> Oh, I so can see a whole world. a whole like YouTube channel being started up around these kinds of interactions with these companies where you're dealing with automations and AI chatbots and all these things, and it's like, have you have you tried unplugging it and replugging it back in? Can you try resetting your modem? And and every video ends with you out on the lawn with a video of the wires on the ground where the tree ripped them out of your house. Yeah. So I'm going to date myself and, of course, use a very not-so-appropriate, um, literally, like, as I was listening to them talking about, you know, just unplug the modem from the wall and, and it'll, re- you know, wait 30 seconds. And it was so funny. It's like, it used to be just 10 seconds. Now you want me to wait 30 seconds? You know, but I just, I had the Benny Hill song running through my head. Yeah, right. And it was just like, oh, my gosh, like. It literally just like bring on the Keystone Cops. I mean, it was just so incredible that they like totally just weren't getting it. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, you're killing me. Wire <laughs> not connected to house. Need new wire. Let me That's spell it. this out for you. <laughs> well, uh, you're you're back up and running. You're in that. You're in the running spring cleaning mode this this has yeah. inspired you to start fresh on many levels because yes i mean you've got you're missing a couple trees out of mm. your view now so this freshness of perspective uh, I say, is, is i will say inside the house i am i am now more worried about as i was talking about my power bill so the big windows in the front of our house face south and Oh, you don't get that shade from that tree anymore. We don't get that shade. From That's that cool. Tree the anymore. energy models for all these, all the buildings we do, they don't count any exterior uh, landscaping. So, yeah, well, because they don't matter. They don't do I, anything. 
I have an old 1950s house that has no insulation, zero insulation in the walls, and single-pane steel windows. That's all efficiency. Yeah. <laughs> this house, uh, once we move out, this leveled um, yeah. and done what every other house in this neighborhood is slowly becoming. This From this little postage stamp site with a postage stamp house will be a um, completely max out the FAR. And, like mansion. And it will be a big... So they, they're like putting... They're going from 985 square feet to like 3,200 square feet. Opulence. I has it. Exactly. <laughs> so it's the, the actual... Um, the actual size of the lot is 100 by 60 feet. That's the size of the lot. So not very big. And you take that and then you, I, I think with all of the setbacks, I it was 55 by 40 with all of the setbacks. And they are building. That is what they build. And that's what they build. Total. Like with all of the setbacks. And, that and so rectangle. Like, that's what I want. Yeah. They're like, you know. Extrude it. No Thank more, you. you know, like barely any front yard, no oh. backyards. The, the, you know, the, the bigger houses that are like next to each other, you've got five feet from your property line to your wall. So there's 10 foot separating, you know, between the two. Do they have, do you it's, guys have fences and walls and stuff out there for property lines or not? Or is it just uh, open? Some people do. Some people don't. Most of the time it's just open. So it does. That helps a little bit. It does. It does. It, I mean, it doesn't feel our like neighborhood. That. Everybody's got a fence or a wall or something, yeah. in it, and it's just it. It does detract from that open feeling. So even though you like, we don't have any. Nobody here can build a house that big on top of their old house. So yeah, that's not going to happen. But we also have you know the visual kind of blockage everywhere. Feel makes it feel built up when it's. And what's interesting is in the 13 years that we've lived here, the, um, everybody who has built a new house are basically like tapping into these old power lines, old water lines, right. And everything else. And it's just, every house went from one bathroom to four. (laughs) Yeah. And it, and it's just, it's, it's interesting to like, you know, like wonder if it can handle it. Exactly. That's exactly where I was going. Good thing is, is that they are um, like right now. What's interesting is like the, if you look down my street, there's these two PVC pipes on either side in sitting in the gutter and it's a temporary water line because they're ripping out the old water lines and putting, Mm -hmm. you know, putting in new water lines, but Mm. To service all of these houses, they literally have on the surface these water lines that have basically a hose, (laughs) seriously, a hose going from the water line, tapping off of that water, that surface water line into our water meter. And then, you know, and then I keep looking down the road, you know, because people park on the street that there's, um, 
you know, like like little micro leaks all up and down these oh my God. things. I'm like, you know, my wife saw one. Talk because, about band aids, exactly. My wife, you know, was asking, was like, you know, wonder if uh, are we getting charged for like the water leak, the water that's leaking in our? As long front. as it's on their side of the I meter. Like, I was like, that's what I told her. I was like, you know, <laughs> I was like, as long as it, if it's leaking on our side of the meter, then yes, we would be paying for it. But it's leaking on their right. side, so it's theirs. <laughs> It's just like, right. geez. They'll find a way to charge you for it. Don't worry. I'm sure they will. <laughs> Man. Well, glad to see you're back up and running. And uh, Me too. You know, a few more Band-Aids in the neighborhood. That's all you get. A few more Band-Aids. We're not going to go replace that stuff. It's good. Exactly. Uh, progress. Modernity. Keep <laughs> <laughs> You know, now, right as I said that, another one, uh, another song just popped into my head. Um, I don't know if you guys have at Disneyland, but at Disney World, we have the Carousel of Progress. Uh, good question. I'm not a huge Disney follower, so I can't tell you. So it's the Carousel of Progress is basically it takes you, it's this like rotating theater that takes you through this, um, you know, kind of like the evolution of like going from technology and stuff. yeah yeah the evolution of technology and stuff and uh you know it's like it's a great big beautiful tomorrow you know <laughs> it just like it so that song just popped into my head and now i just put it in everybody else's head too you're welcome nice we're gonna have to put a link to that that song <laughs> 